0: future. We're talking real money.
1: Adventures in money. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald, your adventure guide as we cut our way through the thick jungle foliage that keeps you from reaching your financial destination. Uh, And uh, there are a lot of people getting your way. I, they really are a lot of people who throw a lot of stuff at you, who do bad things, who sell you garbage, who trade in time, who, uh, you know, and then there, there were even, there've even been a lot of people who sell bad stocks, penny stocks. They just take advantage of people. And, uh, a few years back there was a book, there was a movie about a real life guy named jordan belfort the wolf of wall street
2: yeah it, and by the way i'm glad you said movie because i bet you it's about 99 to 1 who saw the movie and didn't read the book right. i have to read the book and think well i didn't even believe it when i read it i thought this is not real and well, then i mean watch the, the movie some of the cast again.
1: members yeah. They,
2: exactly. So like exactly. That. So yeah, it's a, oh, it is
1: a podcast. We can talk about naked in a
2: tub. Oh, that's true. We can. So uh, anyway, yeah, this goes all the way back to 1999 when Belfort pled guilty to manipulating investors into buying stocks and agreed to pay out 112 million dollars in restitution. I might add, we'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. How that's all working, but now he's a reformed man, Don. He has seen the light.
1: even even a wolf can embark on a vegetarian diet no i'm not sure but uh, no it's not changing his stripes that would be the tiger (laughs) oh okay so if he's the tiger of wall street he changed his stripes yeah and for some reason uh, here's what he suggests you do now to invest you go back a hundred years and every academic
2: study is out there pointing to the fact that you know trying to pick individual stocks and or mutual funds trying to pick stocks for you after all the fees and commissions and taxable events that occur, it, it's it's a dead end. So the research was it was pointed to this just clear and obvious way that didn't exist. You couldn't do this in the 70s. So it really started in the 80s. You had the ability to invest in index funds and have a properly balanced portfolio. So it just seemed like it's, the time is, is nigh, Like people need to know about this stuff, especially people who are in their 20s and 30s. Everyone should know. But if you start now, you don't need a lot of money to build massive wealth over time in the stock market.
1: That's for an interview with Investment News. And uh,
2: he's now a boglehead. Yeah. Okay. But let's finish this out. Um, I mean, this is, by the way, if you think about it, if you know anything about the, Jelf- the Jordan Belfort story. This is like Jim Cramer admitting to diversification that diversification is a good idea, right? I mean, this is like the sun rising in the West or maybe maybe really like the sun rising
1: in the East. Oh, wait, that's what it does.
2: Taylor Swift saying that she now favors the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, this is so out there. It's so unbelievable from a guy that was not only pump and dump stocks, outright fraud, which he admitted to and then spent about 15 minutes in prison, and as I said, agreed to pay people <laughs> with, with uh, Cheech and Chong. And then uh, decided to, well, yeah, I'll pay you back. And so absolutely, I don't think you should take his advice. But well, yeah, in no, this wait, case, wait, wait, wait. I know, this case, uh, you we, got he, to.
1: He agrees with us and, and now because he's trying to sell a
2: book. Bingo. That, and we're getting to that, the profit motive here, because he claims, oh, I haven't made any money uh, since I got out in 2008. He's basically paid people. The only money people got back was right at the beginning when they sold off his property and handed people restitution. And at one time, if you go back and look, it's up on the web still. He told people, well, you know, the money we stole wasn't their retirement money or anything. This wasn't people's like nest eggs. This was other That's which is an outrageous statement. Of course
1: it was in many, many, many cases.
2: And so he has as other companies invested in now and the government's trying to get a handle on those, trying to garnish all that. But at the end of the day, he's shown his character really since he got out in 2008, because he's still running around the globe telling people how to sell other people in a dishonest manner. He is still involved in companies which are making him a lot of money. And he's not paying back the people he said he would. And by the way, he says, I'm going to find the quote here because I had it a minute ago. Here's a quote where he says, I can't wait to people pay people back because I'll feel a lot better about myself when I do. Oh, well, here it is. Once everyone is paid back, believe me, I'll feel a lot better, uh, which mm-hmm. I guess people are going to have to wait another hundred years or something for him to publish another book.
1: Well, it's, it's interesting uh, to read online some of the reports of his net worth. Uh, some people say it's a negative, yeah, one hundred million, but others say it's a positive one hundred and fifteen million. In that he owns nine cars, four houses, and a yacht,
2: which I think every ex con should have, don't you? If you stole, every ex con should have a should yacht, have at least that. I mean, this is America. No, no, and I'm sorry, title. not a yacht. Three yachts. Well, because there's like nine oceans or something, right? You got a one Atlantic, one Pacific. Again,
1: according to this article, which is from a a website called California Knowledge, he has a $135,000 Lexus, a $700,000 Ferrari Portofino, and a Bugatti Chiron worth $3 million. His house is 10,000 square feet worth... An estimated twenty-seven million dollars. Yeah,
2: I mean, so he's he's been roughing it out, really, as his lawyers tell the government all the time since he got out of prison. It's been yeah hard times the last fifteen years. So Very difficult.
1: Are you saying that he's a hypocrite?
2: I'm saying that's what I'm kind of feeling here. An out and out liar. I think he will say anything for a dollar. I and mean, by the way, back to this investment news. Interview, which I think anybody can go look at online, right? You can watch it if you want. Type in. Yeah, yeah as a matter, matter of definition. fact,
1: I'll put a link in the uh, yeah. the description.
2: Okay, because here's this is outrageous to me that the reporter doesn't at any time, any time say, oh, that's right. You stole from people. Did you pay them back? Not one mention of his previous no. bad behavior, which should get a mention. And that to me is just shows very, and I don't think you can call it journalism, very yep. poor interviewing technique or whatever you want to call it, but that's awful that the, they never even raised that issue at all with him. So what do I think the takeaway from this is? It shows you how prevalent indexing has become where Jordan Belford's like, yeah, that whole stock thing, that was a bad idea. Oh, the Bitcoin thing. He He's down on Bitcoin too, by the way, doesn't think people should do that. Yeah, you really should just use index funds, get on with your life. But the idea that he's going to profit from this somehow, it actually makes me physically ill because yeah, it's, this appalling. Is, it's horrible, horrible.
1: It's appalling because he hasn't paid back those poor people he robbed. Uh, and and that's unconscionable. But apparently he is unconscionable. Conscience. I think that's he the right. has no yeah. conscience.
2: I think you're right. He's not unconscious.
1: He's unconscious.
2: Well, he might be in one of his yachts or something after, uh, after afternoon, a big, after a big,
1: uh, uh, Jordan Belfort wild party. See yeah. said movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You watch the film. I, there were things on there that I didn't even know were possible. So uh I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> exactly. It's shocking. So again, I guess
1: yeah, Jordan Belford is a bad, bad man. I don't care is. what I don't yeah. care how you slice it. Oh, he's by a way, bad this, the way, I am the, not buying his book. I no, don't have any interest in reading it.
2: For full disclosure, we did invite him to be on the show, but we, we did. did not And we have not as yet heard back. Let's just put it that way. So anyway, Jordan. We wish you well, and we what? want you to come up with 110 million and pay people back. Get on why it! Why didn't would you? he?
1: Why didn't he call us? Did he think we would be mean? You know this. I'm usually the nice one here. You know,
2: you. <laughs> That's might, right. We're the black hat, white hat yeah, gang now, and yeah. I'm wearing the black hat today. I am because I'm really mad at Investment News, and I'm angrier at Jordan Belford for trying somehow now to say, "See, I'm a good person. I'm telling, giving people good advice, and somehow that makes everyone forget." who you really are. At the end Sell of the day, the boat, you're a thief. dude. yeah, exactly. One but boat. But you know what?
1: I, I don't have the information right here in front of me, but my guess is he the boat is not in his name.
2: Exactly. It's probably it's in his girlfriend's
1: else. name or something. Whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. One of them. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Sure.
1: You don't know if they have thirty. Just a guess.
2: Three boats, you gotta have three girlfriends, oh, right? Yeah
1: sure you gotta have at least three girlfriends with three boats. You Yachts, know? And if you have me. three Yacht. Yeah, Yeah. They're big the boats. Yeah. Uh, if you have questions, please send them in at talkingrealmoney.com. You can speak them or you can write them, and then Tom gathers them up on actual pieces of paper. How can you read on a piece of paper? It doesn't have a screen.
2: I, you know, one day I'm not going to have that. It's going to be painful. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, uh let's at, see.
1: Your, at your age, you're not going to be able to see what's on the screen It's anyway. not going to matter. So it's not going
2: to matter. What do you <laughs> what got for read? me? Uh, this one comes in from Gene. In Washington, uh, no, 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 Enum Claw, Washington, or as we like to call it here, Enum Scratch. Uh, Gene, hi, Tom and Don. Don't Love listening close. to your podcast. And Gene may not may not like that after I picked on Enum Claw. Just having a little fun there. Um, I'm a Washington State employee and need some help on my allocation in the Health Equity HSA, Health Savings Account. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Currently mm-hmm. investing the max for a family. The state puts in 1500 and I assume my contribution needs to be the annual max 8750. Wow. That's a lot of money to put away. That's awesome. Okay. Then uh, Gene goes into the funds. Wonder about the mix right now. Gene has a 50% in the V I I X, which I believe I meant to look this up. And I thought I did. Oh, that's the U S large blend, the V T P S X total international and the V S max small cap. And then also the V E M P X, which is mid cap, so fifty percent large blend, twenty percent international, twenty percent small cap, ten percent mid cap. Wondering if that's a good idea. Here, what's your take? I'll give you mine. well, it's
1: diversified all over the place. Yeah,
2: but what I what's, mean, I have it's an easier ratio. Diversified. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my beef sometimes with with aggressively investing HSAs is that there are times, particularly in your high earning years. Yep. When you're going to want to use the money from the HSA to pay some of those medical expenses because you're getting them, when you're in your high earning years, you're getting those medical expenses at the biggest possible discount. So you need liquidity for those.
2: Yeah. So that, thank you. You're like minds here. I'll tell you what. So I would eliminate the mid-cap fund. Yeah. Yeah, Then I would put 20% in each of the VIIX, that's a large blend the VTPSX total international and VSMAX the small cap. Then mm-hmm. the other 40%, I would put in a bond fund. Hopefully they got another Vanguard fund. You could use the Vanguard total sure bond. They do. So now you have 60, 40 as Don said, if something comes up and need the money, that's the balance. I think that makes great sense. Good, Good job. Because
1: the sure. tax, the tax, the, the, the tax advantages of it long-term are terrific. However, um, in retirement, a lot of people are in a lower bracket. Yep. And plus, you've got, in many cases, you'll have, or you may have, depending on what program you choose, you might have better coverage, less out of pocket. Uh, so you won't need that money then, but you might need it now. So
2: I think anyway. that's a great answer. Yep. And well done on the savings. I mean, this is the thing people have a tendency to overlook the HSA as a savings vehicle. That's a great one for you want to throw money additionally for retirement. Perfect place. Yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Throw more money at it. But, yep. but, but, you know, you want to, again, when you, when it makes a huge difference is pay that deductible out of that, pay some of your, your co-pays out of that.
2: Yeah. And, and you're right. And, and this is something people have a tendency to overlook emergencies often come along at the worst time. So imagine if you had an emergency markets down, you could see where we're headed. That's that would why be a bad I don't thing. even yeah.
1: have an HSA. Yeah. I have I a low deductible plan.
2: Yeah. I have a high deductible plan and I'm throwing the almost money. Almost
1: every darn year we exceed our plan.
2: Yeah. Well, you've
1: got health, health expenses. Issues. That's
2: okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one comes from Henry in San Jose, California. And yes, I do know the way. Just so you know that, um, Henry writes. Is that okay that I said that? I I'm wait.
1: just ignoring it. Okay, I I own the Schwab it's the High Holiday Season. I'm going to be charity. <laughs> You're
2: going to wear the white hat now. Look at you! Charitable. Finally got it on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should go with the Santa hat. It looks better with you there. Ah, uh, Henry says. I I'm fatter. Own, I'm sorry. I own. Well, ho ho ho. Oh, uh, oh, I oh. own. I own the Schwab High Dividend Growth Fund. That is S. C H D. And, uh, although I enjoyed the 3.5% dividend yield, no, listen, this is careful important. All right. The fund has gone nowhere over the last year. The companies in this fund are solid profitable companies. So why isn't this doing better? Because it's a dividend fund and guess what? Is it growth or is it value? It's value. It's large value. This and- is not great companies. He says no. these are solid firms. They They're are. Solid
1: They're solid. Companies. Well, okay. They're, that would be the growth decent. firms. Yeah, yeah, they're decent exactly. companies generally. But when they pay out a high dividend, when a company is paying a high dividend as a percentage of their price
2: bingo per share,
1: yep. that means that their price, generally speaking, because companies don't just want to hand out all their money to shareholders, uh, th- even though it's your money, they want to keep it for other things uh but they have a high dividend or they have a low dividend way back in the past and then the price of the stock ah. gradually declines
2: and all of and, a sudden the payout looks good. suddenly better. the dividend
1: looks really yeah. good and then those dividend funds are buying those dividends but they're not buying it for growth and you shouldn't expect much growth
2: yeah okay but let's just look at the bigger picture than that the asset class it is a member of US large value companies mm-hmm. in 2023 have made about 4%. Okay? So as an asset class compared to because as I know this is what Henry's looking at, the S&P 500 up 18%. So he's looking at well the S&P's up 18 and my fund's only up 4, whatever he said. There this, you go. That's everything you need to this know right
1: there. is why we never ever recommend people go out and buy high dividend paying products of any type yep. because there's always a downside to those high dividends and as you've learned the dividends are nice but where's the growth bingo
2: so that's a but it's a good lesson also in that not all asset classes are making the same money every year you, again we're going to have a year of out year per, out size performance by the standard and poor's 500 then everybody's going to compare it to that, and you still want to hold U.S. large value companies, small value, all those things, but they won't do as well as the S. SM- or right. appears this year they won't be as good. And
1: the lesson in there is you want diversification. You'll get good dividend-paying stocks in a broad diversified yep. portfolio in a large value. Not you're not even don't even look for the, something with dividend in the name.
2: That's a good point, by the way. So this is not a fund we would run out and buy anyway. Period.
1: No, if we had the time and the inclination, or you have the time and the inclination, then you're going to buy uh, large-cap growth, large-cap value, more large-cap value than large-cap growth. You're going to buy small-cap growth, more small-cap value than small-cap growth. Then you're going to do the same thing on the international side in both cases. Then you're going to add in emerging markets. Thank you. Then you're going to add in, in your tax-advantaged accounts, real estate. Then you're going to add in bonds as needed to stabilize the portfolio, not to generate income, to stabilize the portfolio over many year periods of time, not one year to the next.
2: And when you look at that portfolio in 2023 compared to the Standard & Poor's 500, it's going to do worse. It will have underperformed.
1: It will. I guarantee it. It will have underperformed. We are not promising. We have never promised anybody. That you're going to be able to get great diversification, a more stable portfolio, and then beat the market consistently.
2: Bingo. I think you're right on. Oh, by the way, I just got a note from Taylor Swift's people. She said, considering the Eagles, but never the Raiders. I'm not sure what she's referring to there, but I'll.
1: Never the out. Raiders. No, never I never think ever that's, ever. All <laughs> that's all of America.
2: That's all of America. There's those people hanging on in Las Vegas, sure that the Davis they're, Sun will turn they're, things they're, around. What is it is Las Vegas. And so they're moving on to the next crap stable. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Which
1: is which is uh the A's.
2: <laughs> well, it's coming soon too. Coming Why not? soon to Las Vegas. Yeah. Go for Every it. Every
1: team in America will soon have a little spot around the strip. <laughs> exactly.
2: the highlights of the yeah. trip. There you go. Well it
1: works when they're drunk tourists. Look at that. They show up, they don't care. Whatever. Uh you need some some help? Well, don't do it while drunk. No. You must be sober to get our help. I think we just finally put a a qualifier on this.
2: The the rules in there, huh? We
1: will only help you if you're sober, but we will help anyone who asks. Kind of come up with a little plan, look over that portfolio and see what kind of bad stuff you have in there or what great stuff you have in there. Do we ever tell people they have great stuff in their portfolio?
2: Absolutely. There's times people have got Vanguard funds. I got this, this, this. Oftentimes we might tell them, Tweak you don't this. need all that but yeah but absolutely sure people would make very good decisions but here's so the how thing. do
1: they monopolize your time in the future Tom well
2: I just booked two Saturday meetings coming up but here's the thing about You're that. be on
1: vacation not ah, barely
2: um <laughs> I'll be back before you know it so I here's the thing more <laughs> here's that most people operate around and you just heard for example a great example of that I want to own the SCHD why. How is that part of your overall because portfolio? It's, a, it's
1: an income stream. I, exactly. just want income.
2: I just want that money. Well, you got to have the plan first, then build the portfolio. Most people don't have the plan. And here's the other part. You're coming into the new year. Those dreaded new year's resolutions of which Don doesn't believe in. I
1: make none.
2: <laughs> so uh, this is the time to do it. Get started now. Get the plan going. We do it free. We get we get, you, we get you help one way or the other, no matter who you are, where you are. So tell them how they won, Don. Or
1: like me, you just don't make any resolutions, then you don't have to worry about it. You
2: know, disappointment uh, then. Go
1: to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and guess what will happen? You will get a free no-sales pitch meeting with one of our fiduciary advisors at Apollo Wealth, including the... Black-hatted Tom Cock over there.
2: <laughs> exactly. So,
1: so anyway, I think we've reached the end of another exciting episode of Talking Real Money. We appreciate you being there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the uh, two great, one lousy review that came in recently. Um, same that's guy. A,
2: that's a good ratio. Same guy. Imagine same we played major league baseball. We'd be we'd be the MVP every year if it's two out of three. And
1: it's so funny. The same guy thinks that if a positive review was written, that somehow I wrote it.
2: Yeah, because I know He's it's always done. I know. See, I
1: see. Dunn is writing another review. Uh, no, I
2: can't. We have a lot of very. I, po- I know you take it harder than I do. We have a lot of very positive reviews. What's well, because the They always
1: is, say nice stuff about you. Well, That's no, easy for thing you is, to I'm say.
2: Used to people giving me bad reviews in my regular job as a referee. I hear it all the time. So whatever, this means nothing. Keep them coming.
1: Yeah, but they don't write them down for the world to see.
2: No, that's not true. There used to be a website where you could, and I had some negative ones on oh,
1: Did there, you? I did. I'm going to so go look those over. up. It'll make me feel better. There you
2: go. All right. Happy holidays.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, the okay, yeah, that's true. We've got Christmas all and all coming up. Thank you so much for being there. Take good care of yourselves. And remember, most days you're going to be able to find us on your favorite podcast service doing that voodoo that we do so well, well, we call it, Talking real money.
0: The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and our subjects change without notice, including any forward looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella Fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA, Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.